The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss how marketing and customer success work together to improve SaaS retention. Joining us is Jeff Brunsbach, who is the Director of Brand at HireLogic, which is a community and engagement platform for B2B SaaS companies. He is also the co-founder of Gain, Grow, Retain, which is a customer success leadership community that has amassed over 10,000 members to further the customer success profession. Jeff is also a fellow member of the HubSpot Podcast Network. He's the host of the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast as well. Yesterday, Jeff and I talked about customer marketing versus customer success. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about B2B SaaS retention and advocacy strategies. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Jeff Brunsbach, the director of brand at Higher Logic and the co-founder of Gain, Grow, Retain. Jeff, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you, Benjamin. I'm excited to be here. I feel, you know, the same as yesterday, but I'm excited. It's exciting to have you back. Always good to chat with a fellow member of the HubSpot Podcast Network. And you're a marketer now. Congratulations. You've moved on to the marketing team at HireLogic, and you've always been a customer success advocate and the co-founder of Game Grow Retain. So there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about today. Uh, you know, you prioritize and you work in a B2B SaaS company, but you're an expert in customer success. So let's talk a little bit about where customer success and marketing overlap, which is driving not only customer retention, the upsells, but also building some customer advocacy. What are some of the ways that brands are building retention and advocacy? I think right now you're seeing a big focus on the retention side, at least around how to build scale. I think the challenge that customer success teams have today is that it's been a human-driven model for many iterations, especially early on in this maturity. So as SaaS businesses have started to take shape, what has started to happen is that customer success teams are starting to say, okay, let's segment our customers. Each tier has a different number of customers. I'm going to hire a customer success manager that goes to each of those tiers. And then it's going to come up with some sort of ratio that says one CSM for Benjamin to 100 accounts. Jeff is in tier three. He's got 1,000 accounts, whatever that might be. And what I think you're starting to see is that customer success teams are understanding that that model can't be sustainable. I can't keep adding human capital 
especially given the price points of some of the lower tiers of customers that we might have. And so we're really starting to lean on technology. How can we use it to our advantage? And I think this is where marketing actually has a great perspective to educate our customer success teams. We've run marketing campaigns, we have automations, we have segmentation, we've done all these great things in marketing technology. And I think now is our time to share that with the customer success team to say, here are ways that you can use that to engage with the right customers at the right times. Here are the ways that you can build campaigns that build on top of each other. Here's ways that you can really get the right message in the right medium to your customers. And so I think from a retention side, you're seeing customer success teams really focus on that word of scale. How can I engage with as many of my customers as possible and really making it meaningful? So what I'm hearing from you is that marketers have done something right in the sense of building automation and triggers when there is a reason to reach out to a prospect or lead with a marketing campaign. You're basically taking a similar strategy with our customers is we're going to recognize when someone is at a point of inflection, when they're potentially in pain, and you're going to create some scripts or some offers or some services that are going to help them. There also has to be a point where you're reaching out saying, hey, customer's been successful. Do we offer them an upsell? Do we try to get a case study? Talk to me a little bit about the advocacy strategies. How are you, A, putting triggers in place to know when somebody is ready for an upsell or to create promotional content for your brand? There are maybe three areas right now that we've tried to focus on. One is using product data to our advantage. So if you're using our product, we can see the data. We can see either metrics are going on the rise or there's a trend upward. That's a good positive sign. And so how can we take advantage of that? So that's one is just that product data is where we're looking in and saying, okay, is it going up? Is it going down? Is it staying neutral? That gives us some indication. The second is looking for triggers of outside type of reviews. And so thinking of places like G2 or Trust Radius or some of those review sites that are out there looking at ways that they might be giving us NPS or CSAT data. And so any of the survey and feedback mechanism, that's our second trigger to say, okay, is it positive? Are they having good experiences? Is that something that they're keying in on? So that's kind of the first two buckets. The third is I look at relationship strength. And this comes back into both from a human-driven side, like do we have a CSM on that account? And can they give us a relationship strength one to five, meaning one, I've never met this person in my life, to five, I text this person about my kids on the weekend. And if there's not a CSM involved, then let's substitute some of those engagement metrics that we would think of from a marketing standpoint. Are they engaging with our content? Are they opening it? Are they clicking through? Are they doing the things that we want them to do? But those are the three areas that we're looking at. And then we're trying to make that best case and trying to almost think of, okay, here's our kind of A's. Here's our best case scenario. So product data, looking at some of that survey and feedback, and then looking at that relationship strength. And those three things are basically trying to help us trigger and say, okay, this is somebody that we should reach out to because all of these three mechanisms that we're looking at are trending in a positive direction. They don't have to be perfect. They're not all 100s, but if they're all trending in the right direction, then, hey, let's reach out. Let's see how we can establish a further relationship. We do not ask for them to do a case study or do something for us as like the first moment of that reach out either, right? The first moment of our reach out, what we're saying is, hey, what can we do for you? You've been doing great with the platform. What can we do for you? So how can we kind of give value first and then ask in return? And so that's another piece that I think some companies just mix up is they see people doing well and then they reach out and say, Benjamin, you've been doing great. You want to leave us a case study? And you're like, not really. We haven't really established a relationship. We haven't really talked about anything. So that's another thing that we've just tried to implement in our program as well. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. 
And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. I was waiting for you to get to the point where you're talking about looking at adoption metrics. Somebody comes in, you know, they add 10 train seats. Hey, I see that you hit your 10th train seat. You clearly have been onboarding people onto the platform. I just wanted to touch base and see if you had any questions or if there's anything I could do to help you as you scale your relationship. No, everything's been great. Oh, great. Since you're enjoying the platform, I'd love to you know, get a testimonial from you on G2 or wherever if you're happy with the platform. But if not, you know, obviously, feel free to reach out anytime. And I'm putting vague words about product upsells or, or advocacy programs into your mouth. But my point is looking at somebody's adoption of your platform, whether it's how many people are using the platform, how often they're checking in, you did mention if they're reading and engaging with your content, those are all sort of triggers or that all creates data to help you understand if somebody's actually using the product or service. How do you figure out if what the critical milestones are when you think about product adoption and when you should be reaching out to see if somebody is in fact happy and would be a good potential for either an upsell or inclusion in advocacy? For us and the way that our platform is built is we're really looking for almost engagement metrics that mirror what we want to happen ourselves, right? We want, our, we want to engage with our customers and we want our customers to be engaging with their members of their communities. So one of our key metrics or milestones is really looking at the engagement of their community. So we look at two things when it comes to that. So are their members coming back? What's their actual retention rate of their membership? And then of those members who are coming back, what percentage of them are actually engaging in the community, not just lurkers or kind of staying in the background, but how many are actually engaging in their communities. And so those are two metrics that we look at and we try and narrow down on to give us some semblance, like you were saying, right? Are they driving adoption of their members to use our platform? And if their membership growth is going down and their engagement is going down, not a good direction. And that's a signal for us, right? It's almost like the opposite. It's almost a signal for us. Okay, we have to step in and understand, okay, is your membership going down? Is that anticipated? Is it because of some decision that you made? Or are we not building the right programs? Are we not helping you be successful with the platform? And so those two indicators for us kind of scream adoption. It's really on that membership usage. So we're looking less at 
the admins and how many seats or licenses we have and more at the metrics of their members and their users to drive that success. And so those are two milestones or keys that we look at. And I would say that back to your point about a milestone, one thing that we try and look at as well is that first 30 days and first 90 days as two key areas. So in the first 30 days, is our customer, are they getting the right training and education and onboarding experience to drive that time to value? And we can, we have metrics that are aligned to that. And then in the first 90 days, are we seeing those metrics ramp up? The adoption, are they getting their members in? And are they getting their members to engage? Because if it's not happening that first 90 days, then it's already starting on a downhill trend and it's not going to be good. So those are two key time periods that we try and time box and look at those metrics in a specific way. Okay. So first 30 days, you're focusing on trading. First 90 days, you're focusing on what are the adoption metrics. Eventually, let's hope that you build some positive momentum with your customers. What is the right way to actually reach out and ask for advocacy, a review, a case study, even an upsell? When do you actually bridge the gap and ask your customers for something? We at least wait until a six-month milestone mark to do that. And so what we're trying to do is actually even at that six-month mark, let's say things went well in the first 30 days, things went well in the first 90, and we make it to six months. And what we're trying to do in that next month or two months after six months is we're trying to find some way to give them value first. So we're trying to say, okay, can we give them an introduction to a certain person? Can I get our CEO to get on a call with Benjamin? Or can I get our executive team or something? Right? Can I give something of value to you first? And then that just gives me an opportunity to say, Benjamin, so glad we were able to do this. We would love to tell you more about our advocacy program and what that means for you. Would you be interested in doing that? And if we can give you value first, you're much more likely to say, yeah, like I'd entertain that. And then what we do is we bring you in and we say, hey, let's onboard you to our advocacy program, right? You've onboarded onto our platform. Now let's onboard you onto our advocacy and what that means. And a lot of it is just putting it into layman's terms in their language, right? So how can we find you opportunities to amplify your message? We'd love for you to speak at our conference or, hey, we have an upcoming blog article that we want to include you in. But really, it's all about trying to just give them value first. And then after we do something of that value, then we start to go back and say, hey, Benjamin, I hate to ask this, but this is just something that really drives it for us. Can you help us pay it forward to your next leaders? Can you leave us a G2 review? Help us generate a case study. It's something that we can help you know, amplify inside of your company as well. So I think I'm just really big on trying to figure out how can I give something of value to you first before I ask and obviously, I think somebody out there listening might say, well, you've already given them the platform. They're successful with the platform. Isn't that value? It is, but that's really value to their company, right? But that's value they're paying for too. Yes. And so how can I give value to Benjamin, the person as well, right? So there's something in it for Benjamin. And so that's just something I feel like I'm critical on and I focus on quite a bit or maybe too much, but we wait until that six month mark, we try and give value. And then we think there's a moment after that, that we can start to bring them in closer and then it becomes this harmonious relationship, right? It's kind of a give and take after that. Hey, we try and find them opportunities like come speak on our podcast, or come speak in our event. Hey, here's a blog article we're doing. And then vice versa, we kind of ask, hey, we've got a reference coming up or we have a case study that we need or hey, and so it just becomes this kind of quid pro quo after that, right? Where we try and find opportunities to kind of give and receive. You know, we do a similar thing trying to get reviews for the MarTech podcast. You're going to get one of these emails in 60 days from now. After we're done recording our podcast, we say, hey, here's how many downloads you got from the show. Here's where they're from. We give a little data, show that the show provided some value to you as a speaker. I actually think in that email, we say, if you need our help syndicating the content, if you want to boost it for us, we've got a content syndication program. And that's basically an offer to help, but it's a paid program. 
60 days later after the podcast, we reach back out and say, hey, look how many downloads your show has now. You've done nothing else. We've continued to promote it because the content is evergreen. We really appreciate you being a guest. We've tried to provide additional value. And if you want to continue to support the growth of our show and therefore the downloads from your episode, leave us a review in iTunes and that will help us boost our show in the rankings for iTunes, which inevitably means more downloads for you. So I think we're saying the same things in the sense of wait for the appropriate time where you are not constantly badgering someone and saying, I want your help to grow my business. Give it time to breathe, show value, and softly and casually ask for something in return for the value you've created, but also make sure that you're focusing on finding ways to show that the effort that the person is going to put into helping you build your brand will reflect back positively on them. Yes. And I love that. I might have to steal that for my own show. I can give you the email template. I send you an email now, but I just say, hey, would you mind you know, reviewing us? So I like the idea because I'm not actually taking my own rule. I am ignoring it. I'm just asking for something first. So I like the idea of giving them some of the data. Doctors make the worst patients and marketers make the worst <laughs> marketers. True. And one quick note too, I think where advocacy struggles inside of companies is the visibility you're talking about. A lot of times what happens is that we don't know when somebody does something on our behalf and we don't appropriately say thank you or we don't appropriately log it, get metrics or data behind it. And so what often happens is Benjamin agrees to do a blog article for us and it just kind of goes into the ether, right? Or, hey, Benjamin agrees to be a speaker. We send him a one-time gift and then it's just kind of gone. And so the visibility also, and I think what you were just mentioning, goes a long way to know that it mattered, right? If we have the visibility internally and we can make sure and bring this stuff back up, we can mention it at various times it also furthers the relationship. So just another caveat that I would say is is something that people struggle with around advocacy is the measurement and the visibility and how do we make sure and track it in the right ways. You'd be surprised with what the ROI is of saying thank you as well. So before we let you go, Jeff, let me just stop and say thank you for coming on the show and being my guest. It's great to connect and good to have you on the show. Absolutely. This has been awesome. You do a wonderful job. I'm excited about this and uh, happy to promote it when the day comes. All right. I appreciate you, Jeff. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Jeff Brunsbach, the director of Brand at Higher Logic and co-founder of Gain, Grow, Retain for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Jeff, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Jeff underscore Brunsbach. That's J-E-F-F underscore B-R-E-U-N-S-B-A-C-H. Or you could visit his company's website, which is gaingrowretain.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.